Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We were talking yesterday about the word repentance. So we're going to return back to our, our original thought and continue on that. This is about the third day we've been talking about it. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return. And we had made mention that that word return can also be uh, defined as repent. And we had said that repentance is more than just simply having remorse. It's more than just simply having some type of an emotional breakdown. Uh, shedding lots of tears. Uh, lots of wailing and hollering and it's more than just an emotion. It's more than just a feeling. It's more than just something physical. Repentance is a change of mind. It is a change of the way we think, of the ways we live and walk, and begin to think how God sees us and how He thinks of us. So the scripture says, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Even when we are born again, we come to a place in our lives that if we do not begin to immediately renew our minds, and when I say renew our minds, that is the process of repentance, where there is a change in attitude and in thinking and in thought concerning every aspect of of life. When I say life, the way we see God, the way we see Satan, the way we see ourselves, the way that we see others. And then of course, our the way that we behave or the way that we act, uh, the way that we treat people, uh, the words of our mouth, all of these things are tied in where all of a sudden a person that is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit his tongue all of a sudden is cleansed and all of a sudden he finds it very difficult to be around people that uh, use foul language, cuss, curse, uh, etc. And an individual all of a sudden his thinking is transformed. We learn of this also in the book of Isaiah when uh, in Isaiah chapter 6 he saw a vision of the Lord high and lifted up. And immediately, all of a sudden, his first words were, Oh, I'm undone. I am a person of unclean lips and dwell among people that are also of unclean lips. Well, what does that have to do with anything? It has to do with the heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. And most of the time, without exception, we can find out what's going in, what's going on or happening in a person, person's heart by what comes out of his mouth. Now, Isaiah 6.1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. Now you have to understand that God is holy. There is nothing that we can compare to Him. He is the standard of holy, holiness, sanctification, anything that is in 
interpret it as being holy. It all emanates from Him. Therefore, we have to use God as the standard. It says, all of a sudden, as Isaiah finds himself in this vision, he says, Above it stood seraphims. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And this is Isaiah 6, 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy. The holy presence of God is so overwhelming that the majority of time that we find people uh, involved or associated with the presence of God, with His glory, with His holiness, they're usually on the floor. They, 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 they usually wind up on the floor. And of course, they are speechless. They're left literally dumb where they cannot speak. But here the scripture says, as the seraphim say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Immediately in Isaiah 6, 5, he says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. Now you have to remember he was a prophet. That was being used of God to a people. That didn't want to hear the message. And he says I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Once again we would have to say... What do lips have to do with anything? It is with our lips that we're going to say, Holy, holy, holy. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is is within me. Or with our lips, we're going to say contrary to every testimony of God. We can go against His word with our lips by what we say. We can go against the character of God by our words according to who he is. We can do all these things with our words and accuse God, slander God, and do more than we can possibly think with our lips. And yet that's the first thing that Isaiah recognizes, his lips. His lips were in that condition because there had not been a transformation in the mind. It's the same thing today with the lives of many believers. There has to be an immediate renewing of the mind when we come to Christ. When we're born again, there has to be that transformation that we don't see things the way that God sees them and begin to see them the way He sees them. To begin to think the way God thinks because we don't think the way He thinks. And to do things according to His way, because normally we do the things according to our way. So, Isaiah continues, he said, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. In verse number 6, it says, uh, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs, from off the altar, and laid it upon my mouth, 
and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips. Thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Now, this is going back to Isaiah. Remember, he is a transformed man when he's writing in Isaiah 55, 7. And he's saying, return, let him return unto the Lord. Let him repent. Let him have a change of mind and thinking. Not just merely have an experience of crying. So many people as, as, as individuals, they go before God and they squall and they bawl. And, and, and they may be sincere, but there is no decision that is made. There is no acting upon the will to do an, a 180 degree turn. But instead, we spill, as, it, it's, it, as people would say, we spill our guts before Him, but yet with no intention of having our ways changed or even having our thinking changed. That is very wrong. Because the message of John the Baptist, the message of Jesus, the message of Peter in the Scripture, both in the, uh, in the New Testament and in the book of Acts, we find, or in the Gospels I should say, we find that they all began with this word, have a change of mind. So God says, if you return unto the Lord, he will have mercy upon him and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. And then he explains why and how. Isaiah 55, 8, For my thoughts, see God's thoughts, he says, are not your thoughts. Your thoughts differ from his thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. The way that we do things are not the way that he does things, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So here clearly we see the connection that is made uh, between verse 7, 8, and 9 concerning the way that we think, the way that we do things. And then something interesting, God explains, this is how I'm going to deal with you. This is how I am going to help you renew your understanding for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts for as the rain cometh down how does the rain come down it can pour and pour and pour it can be a light sprinkle a drizzle it can be a nice rain that saturates the ground. For as the rain cometh down, notice, it's from above downward. It's not from downward upward, but the rain comes down. And the snow from heaven. Now, what's the difference between the snow and the rain? The snow hits the ground, and if it's cold enough, and there, there's enough snow... It'll form layers and layers and just pack and pack and pack and pack. And it's not until it begins to warm up in the spring and or in the summer that the melting snow begins to run off. 
and find his little creeks and his little brooks and finally flowing down into the valleys and into rivers and etc. So that all of a sudden, now that the water is needed during the springtime and needed during the time of summer, it finds its way. It's a slow process, but eventually it gets there. But when the rain comes down, it comes down and saturates. It can be a flood. Now the scripture talks in Joel, and we'll be talking about this later. It talks about the latter rain. How God is going to send both the former and the latter rain. How the rain for spring is going to come. And how the rain for summer is going to come. So that the crops can begin to grow. But they can also, when we get the latter rain, begin to fully mature. Well, that is the same thing that happens in our lives as Christian believers. As we experience both the rain of God and the snow of God coming down. You say, okay, the rain, the snow. He is comparing it to his word. According to uh, verse 11, it says, So shall my word be. So let's read verse 10. It says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and it doesn't return back, but waters the earth and makes it to bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Two things it's going to do. It's going to give you something to give to others. And it's going to give you something for you to be able to enjoy. To grow in. To cherish. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return. There's that word return again. Same word that we uh, saw in Isaiah in verse 7. Un unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing where I too I send it. Well, consider this today. Food for thought. But let me give you one more little piece of scripture. Can two people walk together except that they agree? This is in Amos chapter 3 verse 3. If we cannot agree with God in our thinking, then chances are we're not going to agree with him in any other area of our lives. If we, can't con if we cannot agree with Him in our thinking, definitely we're not going to agree with Him in the ways that we do things and the ways that He does things. Remember, He revealed unto Moses His ways. Unto the people of Israel, He demonstrated His acts. But unto Moses, He showed him, look, this is the way that I do things. Well, think about which is better. My way or his way. And eventually we'll know by eating the fruit of one or the other. Once again, the Lord richly and fully bless you. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Until we see you or hear you or you hear us again on Sunday. Until then, keep looking up. Both our Redeemer and Redemption draw near. Amen.